This is where we're talking to Canadian entrepreneurs, those making an impact to showcase what they're up to so that other Canadian entrepreneurs can learn from their stories and make an impact within their own business. You're tuning into Business with Chris. Today we have John Carlo on the show. He's the co-founder of Blade Filters and they create carbon filters uh, for odor removal and filtration and they primarily operate in the cannabis industry. And I actually know John Carlo from university. He was one of the first people that I have met and he started this company while still in school. I think they started in second year. Um, we're out of university at the moment and they have been doing some great things. So I am very excited for this show and let's jump right into it. All right, John Carlo, how are you hey, doing? Not bad, man. Thanks for having me. How are you? I, I'm doing good. I, I'm doing great. Um, well, for all for everyone that doesn't know you, it might it would be good to give you know them a, an introduction of yourself, what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so so go right ahead. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Giancarlo Sasa. Um, I actually know Christian from school. Uh, we met at a university at a Schulich School of Business. Um, we, we before you before you continue, yeah, we yeah. were in the same frosh group. I um, know. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was it called? It, we did. It was like the. It was like music groups at the time. We were the Pussycat Dolls oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we were. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna oh, be man. honest. I was. Uh, I was on Instagram. I want to say like a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was scrolling through like all my followers and like who I'm following, and then I came upon like our the the Instagram um, account that we had. It was like PCD or whatever, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I'm like so many memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we had to do a dance and everything in front of yeah. everyone yeah uh, yeah was, i remember that it was, it was it was yeah it was probably the 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 worst name we could have get gotten but, yeah uh, yeah no uh, other people had some pretty cool fun. ones uh, i honestly i didn't mind ours because i thought it was pretty funny the stuff we could do with it <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's true yeah no it was pretty cool but uh yeah so now what i'm doing is um so i actually co-founded a company called blade filters so uh, we actually created the world's first zero waste carbon filter. Now, most people don't really know what a carbon filter is or what it does. Uh, essentially, what it is, is it uh, helps remove something called a volatile organic compound, which in plain English is an odor. Um, a couple other things, but mainly an odor. So we've been working on this actually since uh, the end of second year, so 2017. Um, and um, since it removes odor and in 2017 the cannabis industry was starting to get legalized we thought you know what Let, let's let's tackle that industry so we do a lot of odor control in the cannabis space so uh kind of what differentiates us is that uh, our carbon filter is actually the first and only replaceable one so kind of what happened is and i can get into the story later but um instead of having to replace the entire carbon filter when the carbon becomes exhausted, meaning it no longer removes any odors. All you got to do with us is replace the inner carbon cartridge. And by doing that, you actually, well, we save our clients anywhere from 20 to 30% in costs. We help them actually change the process of changing their carbon filters from 30 minutes per filter down to two minutes. And like some of these facilities run like hundreds to thousands of carbon filters at a time. So it's a big time savings. Um, but I mean, the, the best part about all of that is uh, zero waste. So we're taking a 100% wasteful process down to zero because we actually have a recycling program with everything. 
So that's kind of how we started with everything. Um, and, and we'll get more into it later if you want about kind of what we're up to now. But uh, we actually started something new when COVID hit because a lot of our cannabis projects were starting to get slowed down because people were getting laid off. They didn't have enough money. They were kind of worried about the future. Obviously, order control is still necessary. So they're still doing kind of the minimum of what they have to do. But um, we saw everybody kind of going out of business and like employees not being able to come to work and like being in the air filtration industry. We're like, hey, like, let's put our heads together. Let, let's do something to help out since we all know COVID is pretty much transmitted by airborne particles, right? So all that aerosol transmission. So uh, we actually uh, added a new product line, which like I said, we can go more into it, but um, it's an air purifier. So we help remove 99.97% of any airborne particulate matter, like like COVID-19, all that kind of stuff. Okay, and that is the um, project that's underway with Peel. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've been working with a bunch of the different school boards to to put air purifiers in their classrooms. So like, we worked with the Peel Public School Board. Um, we have an order right now going out to the Peel Catholic School Board, uh, Waterloo, Hamilton, Grand Erie, a bunch of like the the private schools in Toronto as well have all uh, kind of wanted these units just to just to show they're doing their part to to help protect their students and employees. Yeah, well, so how, how'd that come about? Um, did yeah. they approach you? Did you approach them? Yeah, man. I mean, it, <laughs> so it's a funny story of how uh, we kind of got into the school market. So pretty much what happened was we started this new thing. I want to say like March 20, 2020. Um, and we were like, okay, like, let's put our brains together. Let, let, like, let's do it. Uh, let's do something, bunch of different models, bunch of different design concepts um, going through it. And uh, let's say April, May, we're like, okay, we have our design, we have the prototypes, let's start like pushing the marketing, let's start pushing sales. So we're thinking, we're like, all right, who can benefit from these things? And then, I mean, first thing you're thinking about is, oh my God, everybody. Right. Everybody needs an air purifier. You have your restaurants, you have um, you have any type of store like offices, doctor's offices, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, we're like, damn, like, let's just target everybody, which you soon to realize. And like we learned from a bunch of our marketing classes is the way you don't want to go. You know what I mean? So um, but anyways, we're we're dumb and we're blindsided. So we just did that. So. We would be waking up at like four in the morning um, and literally all over Toronto, all, all over Markham, everywhere. We pr- printed out flyers and before anybody got into work, they would be surprised with a, a nice little flyer on, on the front of their business, right? Saying like, this is that, like, this is what we're doing. Like, let's work together. Like the city of Markham recognized us. So we're like, like let's go all over Markham first and just start plastering this everywhere. And didn't get the results we wanted. Um, which is cool. I mean, it, it's fine. Like I, everything for us is, is a learning step. So, uh, uh, we, we take it like that. So like, well, let's learn from our mistakes. So we, we went back to the drawing board and we're like, listen, like we're, we're not getting the results we wanted. Um, now why is that? Well, I mean, COVID-19 hit people are out of business, especially restaurants. They honestly probably gotten hit the worst. Um, okay. We got to go after the guys who probably have some, some cash that they can spend. Because um, I mean, not everybody can spend like a thousand to two thousand dollars on an air purifier, especially when they're not making. Yeah, any that, money. that would that would be definitely difficult for yeah. places like restaurants. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, so we're like, okay, like medical facilities, 
um, like doctors, they just rake in money 24 seven and they still have to be open anyways. Right. So we're like, okay, let's, uh, let's narrow it down a little bit more. Um, and I mean, if word of mouth spreads and we get into restaurants, like, yeah, like, like definitely like give it to you. You know what I mean? Um, so we actually started reaching out to the private schools in Toronto and, uh, we, we, we saw some good traction there. People started like placing orders. Um, and we're like, okay, this, this is good. And then uh, what we did is we were kind of thinking big picture now. Private schools are great. Uh, there's limited numbers. And I mean, it's only like single locations. So uh, we started reaching out to the school boards. So like made lists of, of all the school boards in Ontario and uh, basically started reaching out to all of them. And we didn't really see much success in the beginning. So, like, for example, uh, we were reaching out to, like, the trustees, the maintenance guys. Sorry, I think the guys were, like, yelling in the back. I don't know what the heck's going on back there. Um, I don't know if you can hear it. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a busy office. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just working in the back. Um, so pretty much what happened was when we were, like, talking to the school boards, they were like, thanks, like, great information. However, we follow what the government says. And unfortunately, like, they're not saying we need this right now. Like, like we're, we're doing what we need to do. Um, so I'm like, cool, thanks. Um, kept reaching out to the private schools. And then one day when I was like working, I had CP24 on in, on the, in the office here. And um, I saw that the, the government released funding for improving air quality in the schools. So I'm like, perfect. Like, this is, this is my opportunity um called one of the guys that said like hey like if they release funding like we'll uh we'll do something hopefully so i called him up right away i'm like hey like i don't know if you saw this but right on the news right now like they just released funding um like give me a call back and then like within 10 minutes he he gave me a call back and uh, he's like yep uh just saw that he's like uh send me this 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 and this and then uh we'll, we'll go from there um so that's kind of like when things really started to pick up. We started reaching back out to everybody because this new opportunity was around. And um, so how, this, how the schools work is that you, it's actually a bidding system since it's, it's a public, like, public company. Um, well, like a government-funded a government company. So everything goes through bidding. So basically what happened is like they'll release a bid and you just literally like state your price um, state like your delivery time specifications all that good stuff and then they pick the people who best meet the criteria they're looking for and uh, that's kind of how uh, all that stuff kind of happened wow i mean congrats on that that, that that's huge that's yeah huge. yeah um, yeah no it's definitely fun. For, for your business for the for the schools right with the air quality and all of that yeah our school, yeah. schools are, are closed right now in, in most areas right yeah 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 they're yeah. pretty much online learning right now yeah yeah online learning um but once once i get in there that's definitely that's i mean definitely a good thing to have to yeah exactly stop the prevention of prevention yeah. of all that Go, going back going back for a second that story um how many things did you have to try before you were like okay let's focus on schools like you did the um the flyers and all of that how did you think okay let's talk to these um the the, the markham mm -hmm. yeah um i mean well well the reason why we started in markham was because the city of markham recognized us for like kind of like the efforts so we just like kind of use that to, to our advantage. That's why we started out there. 
and the schools was just like an avenue because like private schools they they get like crazy funding um and, and that was like the real reason towards that and i mean like to be able to like protect like the youth and, and all that kind of stuff i mean there's like w- one of the big things honestly is that we noticed that the classroom sizes were not really going down so to have like 20 to 30 kids in a classroom um and like you're not even allowed to have like 10 people in a group anywhere else didn't really make much sense so we're like they desperately need some help yeah definitely difficult to to social distance six feet yeah, apart when you've got yeah. 20 kids in a classroom exactly oh, exactly yeah so it's kind of just like a kind of like a no-brainer for us but we're just kind of testing the waters everywhere um and whatever just like really like was biting we, we would go after it okay let's go let's go way way back to the yeah. to the origin story yeah how yeah. did how did you get going who who are you working with yeah. how did you guys come together go yeah go yeah for it. Man. definitely so um 2017 so end of second year so there's three of us that founded the company so it was me Aiden and Joe. Aiden and Joe are brothers. Aiden went to school with us. So yeah. Aiden's brother Joe is two years older. So he was born in '95. He um, studied engineering at Ryerson. Now studying engineering um, was very stressful. So the way he would cope with the stress of school was that he loves to grow tropical plants. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. Can you hear them in the back or no? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'll, I'll okay. see what I could do in uh, post-production. Okay. But, One uh, sec. Yeah, just I can, I'll tell them to be quiet. Hold on, hold on. Give me two okay, seconds. Okay. okay. Yeah, we were talking about tropical plants. And That's it. by tropical plants, <laughs> tropical uh, plants. what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? No, no. See, he was actually growing tropical plants. So it's actually funny. So that's like uh, uh, one of the big things. So he was actually growing like lychees, all that kind of stuff. Now being in Canada um, in the winter, there's not enough light and heat to always grow your tropical plants. So he had to buy something called a growth locker to be able to do this. Now, being a student, couldn't really afford a growth locker. So he's like, you know what? I'm an engineer, I'll build one. Um, And when he was building it, he noticed that the carbon filters were one of the most expensive and wasteful elements of it because you had to constantly replace it. So he were growing, he, he, so he was doing this and then he was asking his friends, he's like, is there no like carbon filter that, that just replaced the carbon since that's the only thing that really needs to be replaced? And they're like, no. So that's kind of like when the light bulb went off in his head and he's like, hmm, maybe I can make one. And um, so he came up with the idea there. Then he went to Aiden and then with the idea. And then Aiden came to me and we're like, like, this sounds pretty interesting. We're like, let's do a little bit of like research on it. So we were calling uh, these stores. They're called hydroponic stores. So they supply like grow supplies all over. So we called about like 75 all across Canada. And we're kind of just asking like, like feeling out the market. Like, is this something you guys might want to see? Like, would you pay a premium for it? And they were all like, yep, 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 100%. So after like that initial market research, we were like, you know what, like, let's do it. So we kind of went full board right into it, designed, um, so I guess like the process was, we designed some prototypes of it. From the prototypes, we started doing a bunch of grants. So being in the manufacturing industry and especially as students, it's 
hella expensive, um, any manufacturing company. And then being students doesn't help since we pretty much have like zero money. Um, so we started applying for grants, um, like through the university. So we did like York grants, like Ryerson, all over the place. We ended up raising about $85,000 in grants. And from there, yeah. So from there, we did a couple more like renders of the prototype. Then we filed for a patent. And once we filed for the patent, we're like, okay, what's next? Like we, we really got to like get this going. Um, so we did our first round of investment, brought on a bunch of strategic investors, raised about 350,000, um, in 2018 and, um, maybe it was 2019. We did that. Yeah. 2019 in about March, we raised, uh, we, we closed that round. So raised about 350,000 and that's when things really started to pick up. Um, so we started doing like pilot programs, like doing a bunch of like trade shows, like in the cannabis industry, really getting the brand out there. Um, pushing the name, pushing the idea around, like people were loving it. It's kind of like one of those things, like, why didn't nobody think about this before? Like one of those ideas. Um, so we were doing like a bunch of trials with like the big cannabis companies. Um, Cause like the thing with odor control is that it, it's mandatory and it's heavily regulated. Um, however, you need to make sure that it actually works. Otherwise, if we like fill a facility and like shit doesn't work, then like they're like, they're in trouble right um so we did like a bunch of pilot programs yeah let's go let's go let's go back a sec sure for that yeah yeah. so if there if there's were those grants specifically for companies in the manufacturing space nope 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 any any type of company so we did um uh at york university we did the accelerate up program so how the accelerate up program works it's, it's basically um um a program you apply to it and they take a certain number of companies and there's three stages in that. So they basically teach you like everything from like A to Z on how to start a company. Um, and then like, there's like different grant opportunities. So the first stage, um, there's the opportunity to win, it's like 5,000. Uh, the second stage is I think like 8,000. And then the third stage uh, where only one company wins is uh, 25,000. So we ended up winning all three of those. Um, they had the same thing at Ryerson university, but that was through, um, something called the Norman Ash. Um, and we went all three of those stages as well. Um, and then like, we did like a bunch of little grants and like little competitions, like here and there. Okay. And then when it, when it came to finding investment, how, how'd you go about that? Yeah, honestly, dude, it's all about your network. Like everything in business is, is just use your network, like find new people. Like what I would do honestly is if I saw like a company or something that I really liked or I wanted to get into, um, or like say like an investment firm that I wanted to talk to, I would like, look, okay, who works there? Like who's on the board? Um, and then I would search them up on LinkedIn. Then I would see who they're connected to, who I know, and kind of just like drop down to the point where I finally got in contact with them. Um, so a lot of the like investors that we found were like people that we met at like different events. Um, couple of the people we've met at Chulik, um and it's kind of just like just keeps building like that yeah and i mean i guess w- with your idea too um if it's the first of its kind within yeah. the industry people people take note of that right it, yeah. like you said it's one of those ideas where like wait why has no one done this before right so when you have a pr- a, a product um a service whatever it is yeah. that's like that 
I feel like that will definitely gain traction, and yeah. people are going to be like, "Oh wow, okay, this is this could make an impact here. Yeah, this is an asset. Oh, you have a patent as well. You filed for a patent, so now it's protected as well. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so all those sorts of things. So that's yeah, that's really awesome. And and kudos to you guys because that's uh, those are those are big moves while still in university. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely fun, and, and kind of like you said, like it, it's literally all building blocks. It's like okay, to get here, we need to do this, this, this. Okay, now that we're there, like, what's next? Exactly, exactly. And so you went to go go on uh, with the with the trade show, um, like so. The the way you got your product out there first um, was go by being set up in trade shows, right? Yeah, yeah. So we did like pretty much every cannabis trade show that you could think of. Um, so whether we were walking it, like going, like actually, like having a booth, like we we've done both. Um, like we've gone to trade shows all like all, obviously all over like the GTA, um, Vancouver a couple times for trade shows, Vegas, all that kind of stuff. So in in um, cannabis, I mean, there's a lot of different regulations in yeah. all of that. How like what were the things you had to look out for at the beginning? Or because you're a manufacturing mm -hmm. company, you didn't really have to. Um, yeah, like you're not producing cannabis, no, right? No. So, so how are the regulations with that? Yeah, yeah. So like we're 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 not mandated by any like of those cannabis regulations. Um, pretty much what we got to do is like make sure we work and make sure we do what we're supposed to do. Um, so we got lucky in that sense. Um, like I mean, for us, ever since the beginning, it's all about like provide a good quality product and everything else will follow. Um, so that's kind of like the standard we've always kept. And uh, luckily, we just always live by that. Yeah. What was the biggest struggle for you or you guys mm -hmm. uh, when you first started? Honestly, being young. Um, so being young guys, like pushing this like air filtration, like carbon filters, like what the hell? Like, how do you guys get involved in that? You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that you just wake up one day and like, oh, I'm passionate about carbon filters. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it's really just like just being young. And, and I think that was a, a big hurdle that we definitely had to overcome and, and deal with a couple times. Uh, so I always tell this one story of um, actually a couple stories. Actually, it happened with one of our investors where like we walked into a meeting. Uh, actually, I'll give the one. So we were out in BC. We were meeting with a distribution company. And um, the guy like flat out told us, like this has happened a couple times, where like after the meeting, he's like, honestly, like, when you guys walked in, I was like, like, whatever, like a couple of young guys, like carbon filters, like, what do they know? And then he's like, then you guys opened your mouth and started talking and like, you guys really know what you're doing and like what you're talking about. Like you guys have a great product and like, you guys just seem so confident behind it. And that's like, that's really what it is. And, um, just, like you know what you're doing be confident in what you're doing you know if you're young honestly it doesn't really matter because to be honest like we probably have more push and like more drive than a bunch of those guys do and like like we know our goal and like we're we're determined and like we're not going to stop for anything till we get there um so like 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 that happened at the the, the manufacturer sorry the the distribution meeting um it actually happened at a trade show once where we were doing a pitch competition there um, so we flew out to BC to do a pitch competition at, at one of the cannabis trade shows. Um, and, um, it was like a bunch of like industry experts on the, like, like, uh, as the judges and like, they were like, like they were amazed. And, um, even like with one of our investors too, like when we met with him, 
like at first, like it was just a, like a first meeting. He like didn't really think much about it, and like that we were very young too. And then he ended up investing. Wow, I mean, yeah, I mean that's got to be refreshing, right? To yeah. hear that, especially from that guy uh, when you when you when you walked in and he was like he he's like, who are these kids? Right? Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. I mean that. That just, I think that goes to show that it really does not matter, yeah. like how old you are, right? If you have something of quality, if you have something that you that will actually bring value to someone, you know, that yeah. is something that people are going to get behind, and it, it really, it really doesn't matter how old you are. If you're, if you're still in school, none of that matters, right? Yeah, honestly, just just being able to like portray your vision and, and show what you believe in that that's really what matters, because like. Once you do that and you're, and you're able to do that and share your vision with other people, everything else really aligns. And, and like, even like the great leaders, it's all about like being able to communicate what you see with others. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so if, if you could go back, mm -hmm. uh, back in time, it's um, second year, John Carlo, yeah. what, what would you tell yourself? Honestly, you maybe do differently. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like we, we look at it every day, and, like, we, we just recently moved into this new office, and, like, we're just thinking about it. It's, like, for the longest time, like, this is just, just like, little things like that. Like, having our own space um, has always been such a goal, and, like, just to finally, like, be there now, it's, like, we're just so amazing and, like, so proud of everything we've accomplished. Um, I, I mean, going back and, like, if we were to do things over again, um I, I think it's more like the little things like you could always push harder, um, like, like do things like that. But I, I think the biggest thing and like, even if I go back, it, it's really not going to change uh, about this point. But uh, I, I think it's uh, being organized and being prepared and not leaving everything to the last minute. Like, like even here now, like the guys in the back, like they're working on an order that needs to go out tomorrow and it's Sunday at one thirty. Uh, so just trying to get all that stuff and like trying to get the pieces all together a, a little bit earlier so we're not as pressed on time but it's just that, that's the life like like that's what we signed up for and like unfortunately some some things like can't really can't really like speed up as much as we can but uh yeah just, just try to be more organized and uh give ourselves more time yeah so because you're in manufacturing you need to get pieces from from this, um, yeah. other, I guess, other manufacturer, yeah, yeah. this manufacturer, this supplier, right? Exactly. All, the, all the materials, all the components that, that yeah. come together. So how, how, how do you go about managing that so that it's on time? That, that's, see, that's exactly the struggle, right? So like, for example, our HEPA filters, um, you, have the, um, you have the metal coming from a certain guy, then the metal from there goes to the guys that, um, do all like the work to shape everything and, and do all the weldings. Um, so then that goes to paint and then paint comes to us. But in the meantime, we also got to order the HEPAs. The HEPAs um, come from the States. So that's got to come here. And then all the little, um, like the hardware pieces, those come from different suppliers, like the casters that comes from a certain guy, uh, the carbon that comes from a different person. So it, it's a bunch of like little pieces that come together and you just got to be able to try to plan it as best as you can and have a couple different options open. Yeah, don't rely and, on and one guy. When you first, 
<laughs> that, that that is fair have have multiple suppliers right um how how about um when it comes to um uh, i just lost my train of thought here <laughs> but um okay so you have yeah oh yeah getting getting started yeah um do these companies do they supply you with samples and all those sorts of th- sorts of things or or how do you go about that when you when you when you're starting this this uh this yep. filter mm-hmm. yeah so like do we provide guys samples? Is that what you're saying? Or like, would the the um, the uh, manufacturers that supply you, or the suppliers that supply you, would they provide samples? Like, how do you get a prototype going? How do you yeah. get all that stuff? So, sorted? Um, so like, what we did is like, whenever we do like our prototyping for like any new products, like um, we use one person, and like what we'll do is like we'll look at like different suppliers and like pretty much what you got to do is like do your research, like, like learn different types of metals, different types of materials. Like there's so many different things that you can do and kind of just um, try to narrow it down and like figure that in the back end. And then we go to one guy who's like a very good craftsman and then he'll help us actually build the initial prototype, find out any problems we have. And then we'll go back to the drawing board and it's a, it's a constant like improvement. So like, for example, with our HEPA units, We've gone through like since since March we started with the idea. We've gone through like four or five different like iterations, and it's gone from like five feet tall down to like three feet now. When it, when it comes to growing your business, have the trade shows been the the best way that you've been able to do that? Hundred percent. Honestly, most of the clients like our our big clients really. Um, we, we met them at trade shows because like everybody's there, whether like, like the big players, like they'll be walking to see like the different booths, but like just the amount of people that you meet there, it, it honestly, like, like, like I was saying before, it's all about networking. Like you got to be able to like meet new people, talk to them and just like start a conversation, see what they're up to. And then one thing leads to another, they're either going to be a customer or they know someone that could potentially be a customer. And, and, and it all works like that. Like, for us, our, our mentality has always been, like, building a relationship with everybody. So, like, a lot of guys get greedy, and they, it's kind of like, what's in it for me? Versus us, it's kind of like, yeah, like, let's all work together. I know someone who can benefit you. Um, let me put you in touch with them. You know what I mean? If you were to give other entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, you know, those that are grinding, yeah. um, they're, they're working on their thing, um, no matter where they are in the process, what, what kind of tip would you give them? Honestly, number one thing is just try it. Like, don't be afraid of failure. Um, if anything, failure is, is a great thing as long as you learn from it. Um, so, like, ever since high school, I've kind of been starting, like, different companies all the time. Um, just, like, new things, just trying stuff out. Whenever I see an opportunity, just go for it. Um, because the worst thing that can happen is that you fail. But as long as you learn from that and you try to get further the next time that's the best thing so kind of how i look at it is even like as i mentioned before like building blocks in your own company but what we used to do is like we would start a company and be like okay we got to this point here and unfortunately didn't go well after that so the goal of the next company is to get here you know what i mean so it's always Mm -hmm. trying to get one step ahead and and really the only way you're going to do that is i mean hey if you succeed like crazy on your first attempt like hats off to you that's like that's amazing but unfortunately the reality is that won't happen for most people and kind of just got to keep going and 
just try to get further. Yeah, when it, for sure that so you're you're in a partnership with uh, two others, right? Yeah, Aiden and um, what Joe. was Aiden's brother's name? Joe, Joe, Aiden and Joe. What? How do you guys split up responsibilities? How is it working with partners? Yeah. Um, what, what's the dynamic there? Yeah, no, I mean, um, so Joe's pretty much like on the technical side. So he runs like the design teams, all that kind of stuff. Um, Aiden and I are obviously on the business side. Um, and to be honest, like in, in any company like this, you're, you're wearing multiple hats. So even if we do have like specific roles, everybody's kind of doing everything. Um, and, and that's the reality of it. Sure. Like we have like different people to help us do with different things, but like we're, we're pretty much all over the place. Like whether we're doing sales or we're dealing with lawyers or we're dealing with accountants, um, it, it's kind of, kind of a mess everybody, everybody's doing kind of like, everybody's helping each other out. Yeah. I mean, like we, we all have the same goal at the end of the day and we all have the same vision for the company. So we're all going to work together no matter what to get there. Yeah, of course. What's um? I want. I've been wanting to ask this question. Yeah. What is a resource that has been really valuable to you? Mm -hmm. Um, that you've been able to use within your business, whether it's a, um, a person, a book, um, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's uh. What what what's that's something a great that's question. made like a really big impact? Honestly, <laughs> so for me. And I know Aiden would feel the same way is the biggest aspect. I think that really pushes us and like gets us into the good mentality is our morning routines. Um, so I, I personally love the book. It's called 5am club. Um, and like Aiden and I we're, we're, we're both up like fairly early, like four 30 to five. And then we don't, we each have our own morning routines that we kind of go through. So whether it's working out or meditation, um, like yoga, whatever it is, kind of just doing that that same thing every day and like really enjoying it and having that time to yourself before the day really starts is crucial. And I think it's very important for everybody. And a lot of people kind of overlook that. Um, and I've always been someone who, who, who wakes up early no matter what because um, I find I'm most productive in the mornings. Um, so to get that extra edge and like to be able to, to wake up early and get, and get started very early by the time, like lunch comes, you're like, Oh my God, like it's only like, it's noon. I've gotten so much done. Like, yeah, the entire day left too. And you're like, you feel so accomplished. That's, that's, that's good. I think a morning routine, especially for me as well, like it, it just yeah. sets the day off. Right. Yeah. I want, I want to go even deeper. I want to go sure. even deeper. Give us your perfect morning routine. Yeah. So for me, um, so what happens is I'll wake up like four thirty to five. Um, first thing I do lately now is, uh, I'm trying to get into yoga. Um, take some time, but no, me too, actually. Me yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, you too. Because I, I, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I do a, quite a bit of running yep. and my lower like leg, my like b the area below my calf has been like hurting. Mm. So this past week I've done yoga and yeah. the next day I, d I didn't have that pain in the same way. That's so, good. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's really what I'm good. Trying to, yeah. Yeah. So I know. I but know, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah no worries. Um, so I know Aiden likes to work out in the morning. Personally, I don't like to actually do a full workout in the morning. If anything, what I usually do is like intervals in the morning. So whether it's like intervals on a bike or like on the treadmill, and then I'll go straight into yoga. Uh, I'll do that for a little bit. And then after I'm done my yoga, 
what I'll do is I'll, I'll do some meditation. So I think that's my favorite part of the morning, really. Um, so I'll do my meditation. Um, and then from there, excuse me, um, what I will do is um, I like doing affirmations. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, it's all, all in the 5 a.m. club, too. That book is it's really great. Um, so I do my affirmations. I have like a vision board, a lot of like visualization, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm kind of just like, I'll, I'll make my coffee. And then as I'm drinking my coffee, um, I'll, uh, I kind of have like a journal that, that kind of plans out my day. And I like to look at that stuff in the morning and just get organized. Um, and then just take like a couple minutes to relax, drive into the office. Um, I'm in the office by like 7.15 ish, um, before anybody comes in. So just relax for a couple minutes and then get started. Yeah, that's that sounds like a very productive day. Definitely more productive than than most people. <laughs> in the at least in the morning. Right? Yeah. Because how how do okay? So when you're when you're getting to the office, what well, you're waking up at four thirty. You're getting getting to the office at seven seven something. How do you find your day? How do you productivity wise? How do you find it in the afternoon? Yeah. Once lunch hits, it's a downward slope. Um... <laughs> uh so that's honestly that's what i find so the reason why i really like to to start everything so early is one like i said i'm most productive in the morning so like if i need to get stuff done that that requires like full attention or even like some good thinking that's like one of the first things i'll I'll schedule for the morning um any important meetings i like to do latest 10 o'clock um because that's when I, i feel like i'm on my a game um, even like when I was at Shulik, like people would be like, Oh my God, like you want eight thirty classes? Like, are you crazy? Nah, like I love it. Like, like that's when, that's when I'm on my, my top. Um, and then like once everybody starts coming in, uh, into the office and then I like to talk. So I'll start talking to everybody and like, I'll get so distracted. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like, honestly, like once lunch hits, I feel like I get lazier really in a way. Um, or like, I'm just kind of like waiting a little bit you know what i mean like finding excuses like like trying to talk to guys or you know what i mean like especially like the guys in the back like i'll just like go back there and be like hey like what's up (laughs) you know what i mean i mean hey that's 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 all that's all good stuff if you're if you're really productive in the morning then i feel like you can you know, in, later on in the afternoon, you can yeah. obviously still do things, but take yeah, it, exactly. you know, you've accomplished so much, right? So yeah. you probably feel like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Awesome. I mean, really the only way that will really push me in the afternoon sometimes is after lunch, I usually have an espresso. And then after the espresso, it gives me like an hour and a half of a quick boost. And then after that, it's just, just waiting to go home, <laughs> which <Yeah>. usually like, <laughs> well, yeah. honestly, dude, like we usually don't leave here till like, 7 30 usually um in the evening i mean like try to skip traffic but like we just love being here like like it's our life like well we wouldn't trade it for the world like to be honest like we see everybody like like our age like having these jobs like getting their cpas because like I, I was full on track to do my cpa like signed on with pwc at the time um like that was like my mentality and then just like seeing this opportunity i was like can't let it pass by like this is this is what i really love yeah that's that's perfect and i, th- I think that I, it's amazing that you got that opportunity because yeah. sometimes people don't or they say they're going to start something and then they get they're they're in this yeah. um job now and then they're like okay i'm making this money and i can't just leave my job and you know 
yeah. start something because you know where's this money going to come yeah. from and then they're working long hours and exactly. then they're like where do i even start this company right so exactly. i think i mean it, it it seems like it worked out very 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 well uh the timing Thank was you. awesome yeah. what what's what's next for for blade filters uh so what's next is um so we've been pretty much dominating canada that's where we've been like attacking uh next is going global um so like right now for example like we're looking at the u.s a bunch of the like places in the caribbean um we're out in like looking in europe have a bunch of calls out there um so it's just going global like always expanding and like covid was a, a great example of like we're just looking for new opportunities as well just um building out the team as well so that's a big thing now um so we're trying to bring on more guys so like engineers um we're looking for like a an HVAC engineer, we're looking for like anything like an airflow. Uh, we're looking for a mechanical engineer, um, as well as another chemical engineer to bring onto the team. So uh, it's a lot of expansion. Yeah, for sure. How many guys do you have working for you currently? So right now there's let me count, three, four, five. So we have five guys that are here all the time. Um, and then, um, some of our investors are actually pretty much here all the time because, uh, they're retired, but very, very, very smart guys. And like, if they're, if they want to help and work with us, like by all means, we're not, we're not going to deny it. Um, so like, for example, one of our investors is, um, you know, when you go to Tim, I always tell everybody this cause I think it's just so cool. Uh, so, you know, when you go to Tim Hortons and like McDonald's and, uh, they, they make a coffee and like you had like the cream and milk machine there and they like they press the button and it comes out in like different amounts. So he's the yeah. guy that invented that and sold it to all the Timorians and McDonald's. So wow. very, okay. yeah, very smart engineer. Like the, even a business mind, like he's, he's amazing. And, and like we adore him and like, like we, we just, any input that he has, we're just taking it in. Um, so like he, he comes here like, I'll say like every other day now because uh, he's just like working with us and like helping us out and uh, we, we love having him here. That sounds, that sounds amazing. That's definitely some good experience yeah. to have yeah, exactly. right next to you. That's exactly all. So is that all of the uh, McDonald's and Tim Hortons in Canada um, or just well, he's got worldwide the for it? So I think it's worldwide. Oh yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. That's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That, that, that is very amazing. Well, John Carlo, it's it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been you, a pleasure buddy. catching up. I appreciate up. it, yeah. And I've I've kind of known what you've been doing more so from afar, but now I I'm really happy that I got to get into it um with you. So yeah, thanks again. And if someone wanted to reach out to you or uh, Blade Filters, uh where would they go? Yeah, they can check out our website. Uh it's bladefilters.com. Um from there they can see the carbon filters or they can go to uh are actually they'll be connected to our HEPAs, which is called Blade Air. So for the air purifier unit, so uh, they can find the links on the website as well. Um, and then if they want to get in touch, they can find me on LinkedIn, Giancarlo Sessa, or even just pop a message on our contact us on our website, and uh, it'll go to me. Well, perfect. Again, it's been a pleasure having you Thank on. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it, dude. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. You too. See ya.